Support for Snap Sessions is brought to you by listeners who contribute generously at our link, patreon.com forward slash snap sessions, or through the link in the Snap Sessions website, thesnapsessions.com, and also the link in our show notes. And now, a special message from our Snap Sessions team, recorded from their separate, undisclosed locations in social distancing and in observance of everything that we're being told to do by the powers that be. Thank you. The Snap Sessions team would like to send its best wishes to all our fans and followers during this scary time of the coronavirus. We want to assure our Snap Sessions friends that we will continue to put out podcasts during these trying times. We have episode 20 scheduled for Sunday, May 3rd. Episode 20 will have articles on the Black Plague as presented through the eyes of historian Barbara Tuchman, on Daniel Ellsberg, one of history's greatest whistleblowers, as well as an interview with Peter and Sheila Jowers, co-creators of Adset Court in the West Country of England, one of the loveliest communes on the planet. During these trying times, we would also like to remind you that there are all kinds of scary plague and disease movies out there. Some might be too terrifying, and some you might want to avoid, but some of these movies are downright terrific. So Snap Sessions now presents movies you can watch at home to get some perspective on these scary viral times we live in. The Seventh Seal is a 1957 Swedish film written and directed by the great Ingmar Bergman, set in Sweden during the Black Death. It tells of the journey of a medieval knight and a game of chess he plays with the Grim Reaper, who has come to take his life. The title refers to a passage from the Book of Revelation, beginning with the words, And when the Lamb had opened the seventh seal, there was silence. The Last Man on Earth is a 1964 post-apocalyptic sci-fi horror film based on the 1954 novel I Am Legend by Richard Matheson. I watched it as a 15-year-old in our neighborhood movie palace growing up in the Maryland suburbs. The film stars the always dependable Vincent Price. Set in the distantly future year of 1968, every day is the same for Price's Dr. Robert Morgan. He gathers his weapons and then goes hunting for vampires. Morgan lives in a world where everyone else has been infected by a plague that has turned them into vampirish creatures that cannot stand the sunlight, fear mirrors, and are repelled by garlic. They would kill Morgan if they could, but they are unintelligent blobs. During the day, he kills as many vampires as he can, burning the bodies. At night, Morgan locks himself inside his house and bakes a lot of garlic bread. Talk about social distancing. And the Omega Man is a 1971 American post-apocalyptic action film starring Charlton Heston as a survivor of a global pandemic. This film is also based on the 1954 novel I Am Legend by the American writer Richard Matheson. Boy, Hollywood got a lot of mileage out of this book. In 2007's I Am Legend is yet another story based on the book by Richard Matheson. The film stars Will Smith and is set in New York City after the proverbial virus, which was originally created to cure cancer, has now wiped out most of mankind, leaving Smith as the last human in New York, other than nocturnal mutants. Will Smith is immune to the virus and he works to develop a cure while defending himself against the damn zombies. I Am Legend opened to the largest ever box office at the time. Apparently, 
zombies buy a lot of movie tickets. The Andromeda Strain is a 1971 American sci-fi thriller based on Michael Crichton's 1969 thrilling debut novel, written well before his later descent into climate change denialism. It features a team of scientists who investigate a deadly organism of extraterrestrial origin. After a U.S. government satellite crashes near a small rural town in New Mexico, almost all of the town's inhabitants die quickly. A military satellite recovery team tries to find the satellite, but they also bite the dust. Suspecting that the satellite brought back an alien organism, the military activates an elite scientific team it had previously assembled for just this type of emergency. Very scary, even possible. Another classic, Dawn of the Dead, was a 1978 horror film directed by George Romero, following on his super scary zombie classic, Night of the Living Dead. It shows the effects of a zombie apocalypse on society. A phenomenon of unidentified origin has caused the reanimation of the dead who prey on human flesh. A few survivors of the outbreak barricade themselves inside a suburban shopping mall amid mass hysteria. The problem of including this in a plague movie hall of fame is that the cause of the zombification is not for certain from a disease. Oh, Doug, keep it in. Just keep it in. Okay, hey, we'll keep it. It's a classic. The Stand is an epic Stephen King novel that does have a pandemic as its main plot point. It became a 1994 television miniseries, and King even has a minor role in the series. In typecasting, he's the goofy-looking guy with the big glasses. An upcoming remake is set to premiere on CBS All Access. The plot centers on a pandemic of a weaponized strain of influenza that almost entirely kills the world's population. The few survivors, united in groups, establish a new social system and engage in confrontation with each other. After seeing the first few minutes, you'll never hear Blue Oyster Cult's Don't Fear the Reaper the same again. Outbreak is a 1995 American medical disaster film based on Richard Preston's nonfiction book, the Hot Zone. It's got Dustin Hoffman and Morgan Freeman, among others. The film focuses on an outbreak of a fictional Ebola-type virus in Zaire, and later in a small town in the United States. It is primarily set in a U.S. Army Medical Research Institute, the CDC, and in the fictional town of Cedar Creek, California, which isn't far from Mendocino. Outbreak's plot speculates how far military and civilian agencies might go to contain the spread of a deadly, contagious disease. But Dustin Hoffman manages to remain 5'5 for the entire movie. It's going airborne. 12 Monkeys is a 1995 American sci-fi film directed by Terry Gilliam, starring Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt. A deadly virus released in 1996 wipes out almost all of humanity, forcing survivors to live underground. A group known as the Army of the Twelve Monkeys is believed to have released the virus. In 2035, James Cole, a prisoner, is selected to be trained and sent back in time to find the original virus in order to help scientists develop a cure. Pretty solid little movie with a neat twist to the ending. 28 Days Later is a 2002 British post-apocalyptic horror film. Yes, another one, directed by Danny Boyle. The plot depicts the breakdown of society following the accidental release of the highly contagious rage virus and focuses upon the struggle of four survivors to cope while evading the still infected. It had a critically acclaimed screenplay, performances, and soundtrack. The film is credited with reinvigorating the zombie genre 
and popularizing fast-moving zombies. Apparently, speedy zombies had appeared previously in the 1985 film Return of the Living Dead, but 28 days later made it really scary. You only had 10 seconds between bite or exposure and a fast-moving zombification. This movie literally made me writhe in my seat. 28 Weeks Later is the 2007 sequel. It portrays the efforts of NATO military forces to salvage a safe zone in London and the journey of two youths trying to find their infected mother while accidentally reintroducing the rage virus. After the infected begin to die of starvation, NATO forces take control of Britain. At the end of the movie, 28 days later, a French-accented voice requesting help is heard in Flynn's abandoned helicopter. A group of the infected are seen running through a tunnel that is revealed to be the exit of a Paris metro station with a view of the Eiffel Tower, showing that the virus has spread to the continent. Contagion is a 2011 American plate thriller film starring Matt Damon, Lawrence Fishburne, Jude Law, Kate Winslet, and others. A highlight is Gwyneth Paltrow pulling a Janet Leigh by dying early in the film and then undergoing an autopsy where her skull is cut into by a buzzsaw. The plot concerns the spread of a virus that comes from bats. Attempts by medical researchers and public health officials to identify and contain the disease, the loss of social order, and finally, the introduction of a vaccine. Director Steven Soderbergh does a great job making it all seem very real. Bats, bats, where have I heard that before? World War Z is a 2013 American apocalyptic, I'm getting tired of that word, horror film based on a novel by Max Brooks. The film stars Brad Pitt as a UN investigator who must travel the world to find a way to stop a zombie pandemic. You'd think we'd learn not to trust zombies by now. The novel was a collection of oral histories following the devastating global conflict against the proverbial zombie plague. I thought the book was better, although the movie features a great surging pile of zombies trying to climb the Israeli-Palestinian border wall. Apparently zombies had more coherent strategies than Yasser Arafat ever imagined. Although it has nothing to do with the pandemic, H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds came to an end when the successfully invading Martians start to die from Earth microbes, bugs we had developed immunity to. We know we have probably forgotten many movies that have diseases, pandemics, or plagues as a part of the storyline, but these are some that jumped right out at us, violating all the rules of social distancing. Although these movies are scary and threaten us all with horrific consequences, let us remember that we humanoids develop immunity over time. We're tougher than we look. We will survive this attack of COVID-19 and we will continue to put out Snap Sessions podcasts. And hopefully we will develop a powerful immunity towards our president and his infection of stupidity. So enjoy some of these science fiction classics and remember they are fiction. From the main snappers of Snap Sessions, Marshall, Ken, and myself, Doug. Good Good fortune fortune and good health. Thanks for listening to Snap Sessions. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to us on Patreon. We depend on the support of listeners like you.